welcome to the second ever episode of Fig Pie True Crime. As I stated in the last episode, this is a lot more serious than our other podcast because, unlike us just bullshitting about nonsense, this time we're actually talking about people's lives. With me, as always, is Josh. <laughs> Hi, which we haven't recorded an episode in in two weeks. Oops. What, the other one? Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, in a way, that's fine. We enjoy doing it, but we haven't had anything to BS back and forth about for a bit. Yeah. And that's what I kind of blame on that one. But on this episode, we're actually going to be covering a murder that I found out about because of a coworker of mine. Oh, God. Um, this episode is not, or this episode, this case is not recorded on a uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved that as of this moment. I don't know if they will do it in the future, but they have not yet. Um, I can completely understand as to why they wouldn't. It is a bit unsettling, but it is not so bad that, you know what I mean? It's not so bad that we can't talk about it, it's just, it's pretty recent. <coughs> it also... involves the death of two minors. Is it also unsolved at this time, or...? Yes, it is currently unsolved, and there are four known persons of interest. Okay. And I wanted to kind of get your input on it, because I've read about this case a little bit after my coworker mentioned it, and I got very curious. Okay. Um, this is this is called the Delphi Murders, or also known as the Murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. I don't believe I've heard of this one. Well, also, spoiler alert, I wasn't, like, super into, like, true crime stuff. Until last time? Until last time. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. True crime stuff is actually super interesting. It's just, you gotta find your, your in, right? My in was literally... I've always loved the stories of Jack the Ripper, and I got super curious about the Zodiac Killer, and then I like got sucked in. Yeah. But um, I'm going to start by reading the synopsis at the top of the Wikipedia page, and then we'll go from there, just to get, give you a little bit of background on this. So, on February 14th in 2017, the bodies of Abigail Williams and Liberty German were discovered near the Mon- Mon- Monon High Bridge Trail, which is part of the Delphi Historic Trails in Delphi, Indiana, in the United States after the young girls had disappeared from the same trail the previous day. The murders have received significant media coverage because of a photo and audio recording of an individual believed to be the killer of the girls were found on German cell smartphone. Despite thousands of tips that have been sent to the police and the circulation of the recordings of the suspect, no arrests in the case have been made. So they... So is... So my first question now becomes, is the cell phone recording like public knowledge like could i go on youtube right now and like look up look up the recording or i believe it... you could um i think my coworker actually has looked it up i don't know i don't remember i haven't talked to him about it recently. I, I i'd be too fucking freaked out to actually look it up but like but it was, the it... thing that, I, that sticks out to me there is is that the, one of the girls um mind you one is 14 and one is 13 uh and it was the 14 year old had the knowledge that she said hey this creepy dude's following us. I'm going to take a picture slash video of this guy and make it look like I'm on Snapchat. That to me is just incredible, like awareness. What's worse is that it hasn't meant anything. And if you actually go to the Wikipedia page, and I'll send it to you at the end of this after we talk about it. Yeah. Um, or at least I'll tell you to Google the case because it's not on here anymore. Yeah. The picture is super blurry. That's why. Yeah. But you also have to remember it's a 14 year old who was probably scared out of her life. You said there was just a photo or a photo and video? I believe there's a recording. Um, I think, because uh, my, my coworker was uh, listening to a podcast about it. Yeah. I believe they said there's actually a recording of, I believe, when the guy is killing them. 
and like it's that's the unsettling one like you can hear him <laughs> wow and then like screaming and stuff i don't know i'm not an expert on this case by any means i just like i've heard about it thought it was interesting and said i was going to talk to josh about it so let's get into the actual murders i guess because okay. this is this is where some of the more details come out at 1 35 p.m on february 13th 2017 13 year old abigail j abby williams and 14 year old liberty rose lynn german or libby were dropped off by german's older sister kelsey german at the at a trailhead on county road 300 north west of the hoosier heartland highway the girls were hiking on the mononan high bridge over the deer creek among woodland in remote deer creek township at 2:07 p.m libby posted a photo of abby walking the bridge after this they weren't heard from again they were reported missing at 5.30 p.m. after they failed to meet Liberty's father at 3.15 p.m. The families initially searched for the girls themselves before calling the police. Authorities who quickly searched the area did not initially suspect foul play in the disappearance. However, this changed when the bodies of the girls were found around noon the next day, about 0.5 miles east of the abandoned Mananan High Bridge. The bodies were about 50 feet from the north bank of Deer Creek. So I know you're not a parent, but just imagine that. Yeah. Your your child gets dropped off in this like hiking trail, and all of a sudden they're just found dead. As a father of a, of a daughter, that is, I I could I couldn't even begin to just like imagine. Ugh, that's anxiety. <laughs> I don't get anxiety much. That's anxiety. Yeah. Um. Next, we have actually it's going to delve into the investigation a little bit, where they're going to talk about the picture that was taken of the person. Okay. and the recordings. Police have not publicly stated nor released details of how the girls were murdered. As early as February 15th, 2017, Indiana State Police began circulating a still image of an individual reportedly seen on the Mananan High Bridge trail near where the two friends were slain. The grainy photograph appears to capture a Caucasian male, hands in pockets, walking on the rail bridge, head down toward the girls. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named the prime suspect in the double homicide. On February 22nd, law enforcement released an audio recording where the voice of the assailant, though in some degree muffled, is heard to say, down the hill. It was at this news conference that officials credited the source of the audio and imagery to German's smartphone, and further regarded her as a hero for having the uncanny foresight and fortitude to record the exchange in secret. Police indicated that additional evidence from the phone had been secured, but that they did not release it so as not to compromise any future trial. On July 17th, officers distributed a composite sketch of someone who, at the time of the investigation, was sought as a person of prime interest in the murders. It had apparently been drawn by police from eyewitnesses to a certain hiker at the Delphi Historic Trails on the day the girls vanished. On April 19th, 2019, Indiana State Police announced a new direction in the case. On behalf of State Police and Multi-Agency Task Force, Superintendent Doug Carter released more materials a few days later in a press conference held on April 22nd. The new materials included a short video recording in which the blue-jeaned-jacketed suspect is seen walking along the rail bridge for over a little over a second. Carter states that because of the deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect is not walking naturally due to the spacing between the ties. An updated sketch of the suspect was also unveiled, as well as an extended version of the audio recording in which a slight rise in the suspect's voice can be detected as he utters the word, guys, before the phrase, down the hill. 
It was further explained that the previously released sketch showing an older man with a goatee and a cap is now considered secondary. By contrast, the clean-shaven individual of the newly revised composite is the primary sketch of the prime suspect. Police say that this person may range from 18 to 40, but caution that his youthful appearance could make him look younger than his true age. On April 22nd, law enforcement reached out to the public, urging all to look at the sketch, listen to the audio, and watch how the man walks on the bridge, and send tips to this email. Abby and Libby tip at CACOSHRF.com. Investigators revealed they have reason to believe the suspect might well be hiding in plain sight, and that the person is almost certainly familiar with the area of Delphi, whether it be living or working there for another reason. An additional plea was made for help in identifying a driver of a vehicle left abandoned on the Hoosier Heartland Highway in Delphi at the former Child Services Office between noon and 5 p.m. on the day of the murders. So that's as far as the investigation has got to this point. Um, I don't want to say it looks like they've given up, but it looks like they've kind of given up. They also could be working on a behind the, behind the scenes. What do you think? So I'm looking at the photo really quick. It's real grainy, isn't it? Yeah. There's no way it's some. It's like an 18-year-old dude. Like, I can get why the police are like being a bit more like liberal with it. I feel like they have to be in a way. And I don't, I'm not trying to defend any, like, I don't want to say shoddy police work, but at the same time, it's like, they almost have to be like that, you know? Yeah, it obviously seems like it's some, like, 30 to 40 middle-aged man with some, like, gross streak with young girls as the one who killed them. Like, that he really digs them young. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, like, digs them gross young, because they're, oh, 13 and 14? Like, yikes. Yeah, they're 13 and 14 years old. Yikes. Do you want to hear about these persons of interest? Because there's a, there's only four of them. It's not like there's many. Sure. So, for the first one, we and like, like last time, I'm going to stop after each one to get your thoughts as we go. Um, the first one we have is Paul Etter. On July 23rd, 2019, after receiving a tip, authorities announced that Paul Etter was being considered a person of interest in the murders. Etter was wanted for kidnapping and rape of a 26-year-old woman on June 22nd in Tippecanoe Tipa County. Five days later, Edder was surrounded by police. After a five-hour standoff, he died by suicide. I, mean, I don't think it's him, because just the the difference between a 26-year-old and a 14- and 13-year-old just doesn't... Yeah, no, I don't... The I, MO is very different. <laughs> I, I am convinced it's a sex offender. I'm oh, we got a few of those. <laughs> I, I'm convinced it's a sex I'm offender. I'm reading it, Josh. We got a few of those. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, like, like, it's somebody who likes him young. Like, I don't think it would make any sense. Otherwise, if it's not... Are you get very uncomfortable? Sure, sure. Let's get uncomfortable. Why not? Well, we talk about sex offenders? Yeah. Daniel J. Nations, a registered sex offender from Indiana, was arrested in Woodland Park, Colorado in September 2017 and charged with threatening strangers on a monument trail with a hatchet. The expired Indiana plates on the car... Nations was driving was noticed by police, who subsequently discovered an outstanding warrant for, under his name. Fanning public speculation still further, it was reported that a bicyclist had been fatally shot on the same trail at around the same time that Nations was purportedly terrifying passerby. An El Paso County Sheriff's spokesman told reporters that, however, many similarities there were between the cases, 
He was not at liberty to disclose them since Indiana investigators did not want any more information released. Which is on January on January fifth, twenty eighteen, Nations was sentenced to three years of probation for threatening members of the public in Colorado. However, he was not released since he had an active warrant out for him back in Indiana. On January twenty fourth, Nations was transferred to Indiana officials' custody on an unrelated charge: failure to, failure to register as a sex offender. In early 20, February 2018, February, uh, authorities said the nation was no longer considered an active person of interest in the Delphi murders. I don't know. I mean, the, so this is my only, my kind of my two cents on it. The fact that this investigation is still going on, I don't want to say too much, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm like... What, are we going to get arrested for libel? Huh? And you're arrested for libel? No, for I'm saying, just saying, like... For saying that, I don't know, this person of interest seems rather shady. I'm more or less just saying that, like, to me... I, the only reason I don't want to say too much is I'm just like... A, I don't really know who could, it could have been. Because we also might not have seen the person yet. Yeah. But also, like... I don't know, active investigations are a weird thing. Where if we say too much about somebody... Yeah they might not get arrested. So I'm like, I'm reading this and I'm just kind of paraphrasing this for everyone listening. I'm reading this from a website. I'm reading this from, from Wikipedia. <laughs> Anything said is not what Josh and I believe that I'm reading, right? This is just on the internet. That being said, Josh, what do you think of this person nations? <laughs> what do you mean? We can't voice our opinions on the internet about if we think this person killed this guy, these two children, these two. Oh no, we definitely can. I'm just like giving the giant blanket statement of things that are being read by me are not opinions of us. Our opinions are being stated afterwards. <laughs> so I'll reiterate. Um, hey, Josh, what do you think? I don't know. Oh, there's there's another real also, bad one next. So also <laughs> just also um, the thing that makes me question it is like it's really hard to. I feel like it's almost really hard to speculate on this case because we don't know anything. Like we don't know how they died or anything like that. Excuse me. Right. Um. The only thing that sticks out to me there is that the mo is a little bit similar from when he was uh, intimidating yeah. people on that trail in Colorado like I'm sure I'm sure they I'm sure they have not released that information by design about how they died they, they might be hoping that someone's uh someone slips on it yeah like they'll they'll leave it like that and then all of a sudden someone will be like oh I didn't stab them and they'll be like well who said we, they were stabbed like that could be what they're why they're not releasing that yeah um you ready for the next one sure this one I really don't like uh, Thomas Bruce, who formerly worked as a pastor, is charged with fatally shooting one woman and sexually assaulting two others after having ordered them at gunpoint into the back room of a suburban St. Louis shop for religious supplies. Committed in broad daylight on November 19, 2018, these crimes put Bruce in the spotlight of the press. Some noted his, him of being a similar stature, 5 foot 7 to 5 foot 9 inches, to the then current suspect description of the Delphi slangs. Also, He's wearing a flat cap and navy blue jacket during this attack, not unlike the suspect in the Delphi case. Indiana State Police did look into his possible connections in November. On December 4th, Bruce was charged with no fewer than 17 felony accounts related to the St. Louis case and could receive it the death penalty. Because a pastor could die through the death penalty. 
So here's my question. I hate to say this. How old were the were the women that he sexually assaulted? Um, there is a hyperlink on that, so I could click on it and see what it says. You want to you, you you, tell you if I you, can see it? Yeah, you got to be a special kind of fucked up to murder two, four, a 13 and a 14-year-old teenager. Well, it says the one woman that he shot was 53. It doesn't say about the two women he assaulted. Correct. It also does say that there was an additional charge to him uh, of invading the home of a 77-year-old woman and kidnapping, sexually abusing, and assaulting, and robbing her. That's nice. I mean, I'm not going to say he's the kind of fucked up that would go after teenagers, but uh, he could be. Well, I don't think it's him, but I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> I mean, he was apparently given the death penalty. I, I hope they. I, I hope he receives the death penalty, and I hope they kill him. Um, we have one last uh, suspect, and then a nice memorials thing I'm going to read to kind of hopefully end it on a nice high note. Um, so we have Charles Eldridge. Uh, Charles Eldridge was arrested on January 8th, 2019 in Union City, Indiana, on charges of child molestation and child solicitation. Police in Randolph County alerted the FBI to a potential link between Eldridge and the Delphi murders on account of a strong resemblance to the suspect sketch, albeit this was before the updated composite came out. I, there's not really a lot there. Correct. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I'm just saying, like, that's what it gave me. Do you, do you have any two cents on that? <laughs> like, other, than, much. other than, like, I firmly believe that it takes a special kind of fucked up to kill two kids that are that young. It does. I will say that out of all the suspects that we've seen, yeah. two of them definitely sound more plausible than the last. The sex offender sound plausible. More yeah. plausible to me. Because, like, because, like, Thomas Bruce, like, he, like, I don't think he had, I don't think he likes to diddle little girls, like, sorry. No, he likes to diddle fucking 70-year-old women. God, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, don't, don't get me, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to burn in hell, because, like. I'm I, saying that I think he could be that special kind of fucked up, because what's the closest thing you can get to the thrill of diddling little girls? It's fucking old women who also can't defend themselves. I mean, I guess. Do you want to hear the nice things before we, we can really give our, our final opinions on this bullshit? Sure. So there were actually some memorials done for the little girls. And I, I actually like this. It was very nice. Um, in response to a request from German's mother, countless homeowners across central Indiana have had orange lights installed to their front porches, both to commemorate the girls as well as to indicate that the murderer remains at large. In August 2017... No. In August 2017... The families announced their plans to build a sports complex for Delphi in memory of the girls. A nonprofit organization, L&A Park Foundation, was formed to celebrate and commemorate the lives of Libby Germain and Abby Williams by creating a place for the appreciation of nature, art, play, and athleticism for generations to come. A site was procured a mile north of Delphi, and in years following the girls' deaths, continued to progress has been made. Continued progress has been made in the development of the Abby and Libby Memorial Park. So, like, it's not the happiest ending, but it's a happy ending. Like, you know, it actually gave them a little something to be like, hey, it sucks what happened, but here's some nice stuff that we're, that we're doing for your kids. And in no way am I saying that as that makes up for the fact that they died. Yeah, no, no, no way. I get what you mean, 
about like it being an ongoing investigation and us having to be like careful about what we say because like here's the thing like it's not like the zodiac killer case where we had all of the deep pretty much all of the details we don't have all of the details here there's been some evidence that's been withheld from the public on this one on purpose, on purpose. like that's why like i was saying like it's an interesting case to talk about because and the reason I'm being so careful with the words we choose is I, I know you've been listening to BuzzFeed Unsolved, um, and I want to leave this part in the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Making a point to say that. Um, have you seen the Keddie Cabern murders? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't think. I think that's one of the episodes I haven't watched yet. Um, I believe it's that one. It, no, actually, it might be John Bonet. It was uh, basically in one of them, Ryan said, I'm being told I'm not allowed to give my opinions on this. As a, and I believe it was because it was still an ongoing investigation, no matter how old it was. Yeah. I think it was John Bonet, but it might have been the Kitty Cabin murders. Which, I mean, we can talk, we're definitely probably going to talk about both of those. Oh, God. They're not next, I'll say that. I, I, have, I, some have, op- I have some opinions about John Bonet Rams, about the John I have a, a case that they've covered that I really want to talk about with you. Yeah. Um, And I, I chose to do this one over it because I wanted to see your opinions on a case that we kind of don't have a lot of information on. Yeah. It, Which I know that seems weird, but like it it it, it kind of sucks. Like it kind of it kind of sucks though that we have so little information, especially with the audio and video recordings that we that and video and pictures that we have. Like it's unfortunate that they we have so little. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. It's it's unfortunate, but at the same time like it means we have more than in the future. If more is able to come out, yeah. we can cover it again. Then, like we, you know, we'll go back and redo it. And that's the beauty of doing true crime stuff: is you do with what you've got now. But if things change in the future, you can go back and like relook at the case and kind of analyze what you've got in front of you. That all being said, um, my actually- heart does go out to the families of the, of the girls. Do you have anything you would uh, like to add on that one, Josh? I'm actually Googling, is it illegal to comment on an ongoing investigation? I don't necessarily think it's illegal. I think it's, especially with BuzzFeed Unsolved specifically, it's, they have such a fan base. Yeah. That, 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 that if they put their opinions out there. It might, it might uh, taint the case. I don't want to say like it'll ruin the case, but it might taint it. I mean, like you would just have people being like, well, because this person on BuzzFeed Unsolved believed that this, this, believed that it was this. Therefore, we have all these people thinking that it's him or her or this person for no reason. Basically. Correct. And that's why it's so... It's why it's a gray area. <laughs> yeah. You easily could comment on it. What I'm saying is, is if for some miracle this blows up for us... Yeah. Then you're not gonna want to have your opinions out there. It's different when we talk about the Zodiac because that's old as fuck. And yeah. at some point in the future, we are gonna talk about Jack the Ripper. That's gonna be like a mega episode, though, and we have to block off like an hour, maybe two. Yeah, that might be the one where we. That might be one that we have to. Um, we have to record in two sessions, <laughs> or we just put out this giant fucking thing. <laughs> Because I'm not, I'm not against recording in two sessions if need be, but that that might be one because there's a lot of suspects. Yeah, I'm gonna look up that on Wikipedia as we do our sign off. God, there, Josh, there's a whole second fucking Wikipedia page for it. 
just with the suspects of Jack the Ripper? Yes. Oh my god. So, like, we're going to have to basically do one where we talk about the killings, and then we're going to be like, part two, we actually talk about people. Part two, we talk about the suspects, because holy fuck, we're going to sit here for an hour talking about something. Uh, <laughs> check this. This is, this is the suspects page. I mean, it's literally a holy... F- is the guy who I think it is on here? I don't think he is. One of my favorite um, theories of the... Uh, of the Jack the Ripper case is the Jill the Ripper theory, because I feel like because we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about that more when we get to this episode. But I feel like that theory is very um, has this a lot. This is the one I think it is. The, there, there is a Ripper victim, a uh, Ripper suspect. I believe is the killer. Like I like, like I believe the Jill the Ripper theory, while it's probably not correct, you know, has a lot of. Uh, it's neat. <laughs> It it makes a lot of sense, I guess is what I would say. Yeah, it does. I mean, you're right. Open and shut. This is there's just not enough details out there to really like. This is fucked up. I mean, without saying, yeah, but there's just not really enough information out there for us to make a uh, educated decision, other than saying that like I am convinced it's a sex offender. <laughs> like that's the only thing I can. Oh, s- it fucking definitely is. Yeah, that's the only thing I can say with any confidence is like I don't. You got to be a special kind of insane person to do something like this to some little to some like poor old teenage girls minding their own goddamn business and. I really hope they catch this guy. In the fucking sticks of Indiana where Jeff Hoglan lives. Yeah, I really hope I really hope they catch this guy and he burns in hell. Actually, no, I don't think they will. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I was saying I think they will. No, I, I genuinely. It's Indiana. They have the death penalty. They will friggin' kill. They'll kill him. Well, so what I'm saying, I'm saying this as a nothing more than a bystander. Yeah. I do not think they'll find him because it's been three years and. With murder investigations, it gets more and more slim that they'll find the person yeah. as the years go on. Hell, as days go on. To be fair, they did find the California rapist. The the, the California... That was by a stroke of goddamn luck. We do need to talk about that at some point. Oh, we're gonna. Because I have opinions on that shit. And I'm not, I'm not condoning anything he did. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is, that dude deserves a fucking medal for how long you got away with it. Are you kidding? The police officers deserve a medal for friggin' pinning it on him. Like, and getting him. I mean, like, they didn't do anything. <laughs> Literally, he no. was found from 23 and No, I mean, I mean, the guy who got him, like, they did some, like, voodoo shit to get him. They went to 23 and Me. <laughs> like, they, they literally went to Ancestry.com bullshit. Yeah, and it was, fucking found him. Yeah, it was reverse. They did some reverse genealogy stuff to uh yeah it's insane like well, what i'm saying is it's to me it's amazing how long he got away with being the east area rapist yeah that also yes for anyone who doesn't know the golden state killer also known as the east area rapist or the ear or the uh i think it was the valia or valia hills ransacker or something like that yeah he, he had actually, a lot of names he actually had his trial this year and he was uh <laughs> Obvious, obviously, very much convicted. Yeah, he was. very, very much convicted. Rightfully so. I uh, hope he burns in hell. Yep. 
Anyway, before we keep rambling, have a good rest of your night. We'll see have you. Have a good rest of your night, everyone. We'll see you next time.